0: track four games at once
2: with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights plus original programs minor league broadcasts and local pre- and post-game shows go to mlb.tv to start your free trial today blackout and other restrictions apply major league baseball trademarks used with permission
0: from the lakefront to the riverfront this is where wisconsin sports fans come to talk the Bill Michaels show Four, now three, here's your host two. Bill Michaels our number
3: three of the Bill Michaels show thanks for tuning in Wisconsin wherever you may be today I'm ready to go Joe Zenzola filling in for the big units. Spent the first couple of hours talking a lot of bucks basketball. More so than I thought. But after last night, after breaking a record and then having fans not being able to see it, yeah, that was something I needed to lead the show with today. That that was not gonna go unnoticed. A lot of people were upset. And if you missed any of that commentary, you can find it on the freeradio.com app or billmichaelsports.com. We were supposed to, when I tweeted the guest list out earlier, and you can follow me on Twitter as well, at Radio Joe Sports, uh, we were supposed to have Andy Herman on to talk some Packers and Bears. He texted me right before the show, said he was sick. So hope Andy feels better, and we'll try to get him on the show next week. We're going to have a lot of football talk in this hour. and talk a little bit about Super Bowl or bust. I also hinted at a coach that I fear maybe is not long for this state and i'll get into that as well we'll also talk with steve palazzolo of pro football focus at the bottom of this hour but let's play some buy or sell
0: in the world of sports a lot of people say a lot of things but does it pass the big unit test let's play buy or sell
1: All right, time now for
3: another installment of buy or sell and once again i will be put to the test i have not seen these questions so i have no clue what to expect evan heffelfinger other side of the glass are good old buddy what's up good old buddy what do you got for me
1: uh i decided to go a little bit easier on you today easier it is, why it's the holiday spirit Um, I'm also feeling generous Uh, I also feel like I need to put a plug out there I am four followers away from 500 On Twitter Okay, uh, let's follow this Follow this man At EvanHeff25, let's go That's all I'm saying I'm a pretty average follow Um, But let's just Let's just jump right into it, Radio Joe Let's go right into this Buy or sell Giannis's early struggles should be concerning
3: No Um Frank Madden made some very valid points about what he's seen out of Giannis here to the first four games. And, you know, again, I just, I do agree that the free throw stuff, his struggles at the line, that is irritating more than anything. If there's one thing about Giannis's game that irritates the hell out of me, it's the fact that he is not getting better at the line. I just don't understand what the problem is. And I know the coaches are working with him on it, but There is just something in his mechanics as he is stretching to put that basketball up in the air. Something ain't right. I I just, I don't know what it is. And I'm not a coach and I don't, I don't have any advice for Giannis, but that, that is one issue. I think the other elements of his game. Yeah, sure. I think some of the jump shooting, some of the fadeaways, you know, where he's attacking the basket and, you know he runs into the wall and then instead of dishing you know he kind of sees the opportunity to do one of those fadeaways and it keeps like barely kissing the rim um yeah those things i think could also um be adjusted but i don't it's four games it's four games we got a whole regular season to figure this kind of stuff out and that and that's what the regular season is for I think, too, he's still trying to get comfortable with his teammates. There's a lot of new faces here, and those guys are trying to get comfortable in this system that they're playing in. So, no, I, I'm i not going to freak out about any of that stuff. I think it's valid, but it, I don't think it's the end of the world. And, again, we're talking about a two-time MVP here who
1: can still improve, which is the really scary part about it all.
0: Buy or
1: sell. It's funny – on free throws, I had the exact same rhythm that Giannis did when I struggled with free throws playing. Mm-hmm. I did five dribbles that I took all the time in the world. I switched to my NBA 2K by players, uh, free throw routine. And I went up to like an 80% free throw shooting. And to this day, that is still the free throw routine that I use. And that is a very true story. I, I, that I... is a very true story. Wow. Yeah. Uh, to, yeah. Random story. I know. Um, but I, I felt like I had to put that out there.
3: Maybe you should tweet at Giannis and say, hey, uh, maybe you should play more video games. It might... It helped me. It really helped me. Okay. There's some... Adv- See, I don't have the advice, but Evan Heffelfinger has the advice, and that's why you got to follow him on Twitter Correct. at EvanHalf 25 uh, we've I've
1: gained two followers since the start of this. I'm two away from 500, so hey, who knows? Maybe by the end of the segment.
3: Hey, I'm trying to get to 6,000. I've been trying to get to 6,000 for a year, so, you know... I hate it when people like just get all these followers over like the course of a year and it took me all right, I don't want to complain yeah. about that. That just sounds really petty. So
1: number two for you, Joe, yes. buy or sell. Chris Middleton is officially a superstar.
3: Ooh. No. Um No, 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 no. I give give me a couple more years of Chris Middleton and what he's doing and if there's even another escalation in his game. Um, and again, I'm not trying to discredit Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's off to a he's off to a great start this season. Um, he, again, I, when he got paid, my whole thing was, okay, is Chris Middleton going to elevate his game? Is there is he going to be an even better three point shooter? Because before he got paid, he wasn't that good of a three point shooter. He was struggling, and last year it was incredible what he was doing. He was over forty percent from three. That Chris Middleton continues to show up. Wow. I, I, I just, I don't, I I don't know if I can envision him as a superstar, but I can envision him as a great number two compliment to Giannis. Does that mean he's got to be a superstar? Hmm. Evan, I'm going to sell on that. I don't, I, I, I will not classify Chris as a superstar, but I I, he's, he has elevated his game. That That is for sure.
1: Buy or sell. Since that last question, I gained four followers. I am now over the 500 Excellent. mark. Shout out to Ligma Betts for being the 500th follower. Excellent. I would not have it any other way. Uh, number three for you, Joe. Aaron Rodgers has the MVP locked up. It's not even a discussion anymore.
3: Yeah, I think he does have it locked up. Um, I'm going to ask Steve Palazzolo coming up at the bottom of the hour uh, that very question. Um, and when I asked Ryan Wood yesterday when we had him on, he wasn't he wasn't willing to say a lock, but, you know, it does feel pretty good. I just, I think with everything Rodgers has been able to accomplish this season, second year with Matt LeFleur, the fact that him and Devontae Adams have incredible chemistry together, he is making amazing throws, he's playing within the system, his arm looks great. He can even maneuver and get out of the pocket and be able to get a first down. Like the speed isn't what it used to be, but he can still do that when it when it when it matters. When you're just trying to push the chains, and the fact that he's only thrown what five picks this year, 44 TDs to five picks. I mean, come on, the passer rating is out of control. It's higher than Mahomes, I believe. I think it's much higher than Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to win some MVPs. He's going to win a lot of MVPs, but. I think the fact that you're comparing Rodgers to 2011, at his age, nah, he he deserves that. He deserves the MVP. Give Aaron Rodgers the MVP. And how about this? The last three years, Evan, Christian Yelich, Giannis twice, and Aaron MVPs. Look at this,
1: unbelievable. Bye. Or so. It's great until you look down at your hand and see zero rings, but, you know, that's that's uh, a, yeah. a depressing topic for another day. We're, we're, we're getting there. We're yeah. supposed to be getting there. Um, I lied. This is going to get a little bit tougher. Uh, we're switching to the Brewers now. The the, Brewers, actually, these have been some tough ones. I've had to, like, mm, maul it over a little bit. The Brewers, now that the Cubs traded you, Darvish, and their rotation is Jose Quintana, Kyle Hendricks, and two Kyle Hendrick-Lights, and Trevor Bowers no longer in the Reds rotation, the Brewers now have the best complete pitching squad in the NL Central. They have a damn good group. And again... Because it's including
3: the bullpen, too. Like, I mean, look. Yes, the bullpen... I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't, I don't think Stearns is going to trade Josh Hader. Um, and then Devin Williams. So the back end of that... You, you know what you're getting. And with your rotation, like, we're all talking about Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns leading the charge in the rotation. But one guy that I think could be a candidate for just turning it around in 2021 is Adrian Hauser. Like, I just don't want – I certainly don't want to give up after what I saw from
1: Hauser two years ago. Like, again, it's it's the – And the first, like, three starts of last season.
3: Yeah, it's like – it's just – This was the same attitude fans had about Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns, incredible in the postseason coming out of the pen. The Brewers take a gamble and put him in the rotation. I didn't have a problem with that because I saw the upside and it backfired. And Corbin Burns was god-awful. But then what did he do? We saw what the upside was this past year in this little mini two-month stretch. Don't give up on Adrian Hauser. And when I look at these other rotations in baseball or in, in the National League Central... I don't think any of these teams come close, Evan. I think right now the Brewers have, on paper, the best pitching staff with a lot more upside with all of these guys. So I will, uh, yes, I will buy that right now. And I'd be very interested to see if the Cubs try to dump anyone else. Um, I, I don't think they're going to dump Kyle Hendricks, but maybe they dump Jose Quintana. I don't, I don't know.
1: Who knows what they're going to do down there? It's just. It's a crazy time we're living in right now, man. Buy or sell. I think we should also name this segment uh, "How to Beg for Followers" um, and also succeed in getting followers. <laughs> I gained ten Look at, over this, so see? there you go. And I'm telling. Shout you, out to Wisconsin. I e- appreciate
3: it. Even though Bill isn't here today, because Bill is the show and the network. Correct. People are still listening to us, even though Bill isn't here. So that's also that means we're we have to be okay at what we're
1: doing. Makes me feel good. You know you know we're, we're, we're always the behind the scenes guys but we're we're doing it you know what else would make me feel good what and it ties into my fifth question right here and i think this is something they should do buy or sell the Brewers should make a push for chris bryant <sighs> how much is he making i want to say this is his last year of arbitration off the top of my head, probably around 17, 18 million. Yeah, I just. I don't know. Like, would I want Chris Bryant? Yes, of course I would. Oh, he's not a free agent until 2022. So you'd have. Last year, he made 18 million in arbitration. Okay. He had a down season, so you might be able to get around that price, maybe lower in arbitration. For two years, probably figure two years, $40 million. For Chris Bryant.
3: See, I just don't think Stearns would would do that. And not to mention, you're trading within the division. Which, the Cubs are going to want more. And I don't think the Brewers have enough. Unless they start floating one of their cheaper, great pitchers. Like Woodruff or Burns or Devin Williams or Josh Hader. And that's not going to happen. They're not going to do that. Like I, I Yes, I would love to have Chris Bryant because the Brewers certainly need help at the corner infield spots, but um, I'm just going to sell on the fact that they're not – that's not going to happen. That's just I, – I. the Cubs are not going to make that deal with the Brewers. I just don't see it. So, there you go. So, there you have it. Well, there you have it. That's it. That's it. Another installment of Buy or Sell. I survived. Very good. That is Evan Heffelfinger, and again, please give him a follow on Twitter at EvanHeff25 at EvanHeff25 and you guys can always follow me on Twitter as well at Radio Joe Sports that's where I'm at and of course Bill Bill underscore Michaels on Twitter as well coming up on the other side I will talk some Packers and uh, the Packers they've convinced me and my expectations are set now we'll talk about that coming up next here on the Bill Michaels Show
0: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
3: Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show. Thanks for listening, Wisconsin. Radio Joe with you guys, keeping you company. Hopefully you are staying warm and digging out of all the snow that we had across the state. I think the entire state got touched with snow with one amount or another. So hopefully hopefully you guys are getting through the day today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Don't forget Packers and Bears on Sunday, 325 kickoff, as we all know, immediately following the game. Be sure to tune in to the Green and Gold Post Game Show with Bill Michaels and Gary Ellerson, the former Packer and Badger running back, again, on many of these network stations. And if you don't have it, download the free radio.com app, search for Bill Michael Sports, favorite us, and you can tune in and listen to the immediate reaction to the game. Hopefully, we are talking about a Packers win and a Packers clinch of the first round bye, which is certainly the most important thing right now. And it's really good to know that the Packers are playing for something significant, which is just, which is going to make this game even more important coming up here. So we will talk with Steve Palazzolo of pro football focus in about 10 minutes or so, but um, a couple of Packers things, because we really haven't had a chance to talk a ton of Packers so far in the show today. My first thing is. I was thinking about this the other day, you know, there are going to be a lot of head coaching vacancies out there in the NFL. And obviously we look at some of the big ones, you know, Detroit is going to be one. The jets are going to be one because uh, according to reports, Adam Gase will be fired after the season. He's been a terrible coach for them. Um, You know, there's a lot of organizations that are black holes right now. Um, And I got to think too, the chargers are probably going to fire Anthony Lynn. That, that, that would be my guess. I just, I, I think he's really run out of time and, that Chargers team, I think, could be way better than what their record shows. But there's going to be, um, you know, in the Texans, that's an, that's another train wreck right now, but at least you have Deshaun Watson uh, to coach. There are going to be many vacancies, and, you know, the one name that c- continues to pop out that he has to get a job, he's been so successful, and that's the offensive coordinator in Kansas City, Eric Bien-Aimé. Um, And I think Bieniemy would be a great fit with the Chargers if they decide to part ways with Anthony Lynn, but another guy I think about closer to home is Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, we talk about Matt Lafleur and his success, but part of that success has been the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, and you know, him and Aaron Rodgers have really developed a great relationship these last couple of years. I mean, you know, weird comments from Aaron Rodgers a couple of weeks back, just praising the heck out of Nathaniel Hackett and knowing. Um, you know, all of his favorite hobbies and things he loves to do and watching Disney movies and stuff like that. Like Aaron, you know, you talk about Aaron finding really good relationships with coaches, that is another one that he just he gloats about. And I wonder could this be the year that Nathaniel Hackett gets offers from some of these NFL teams looking for a head coach and whether or not he would take it. Now, I don't know. I mean, if you were in Nathaniel Hackett's shoes, would you take a job with the Detroit Lions? I mean, would you take a job with the New York Jets? And even though the Texans have Deshaun Watson, I I don't know if I'd want to take a job with Houston. At least, you know, the the weather's going to be warm. So that's going to be interesting. I think certainly the Packers are going to get phone calls about Nathaniel Hackett from other teams and whether or not the Packers will allow it or not. Um, But that is something that we're going to have to monitor here as we get into the playoffs because I think Hackett is going to get a couple of calls. And if you do lose Hackett to another team, um, how significant is that going to be in the big picture? Um, Losing someone who who has been a big part in you know being that architect in developing this scheme that works really well for this offense. So that's something to pay attention to. The other part of this that I wanted to talk about and something I teased yesterday in the promo, you know, I said it yesterday when I was filling in that after what I've seen from the Packers defense the last few weeks, the fact that they've all been able to elevate and make big plays and put pressure on the quarterback, stop the run, contain the run, contain Derrick Henry to under 100 yards. You know when when I see that kind of production, and it's not the the defense is a liability and they can't get off the damn field, and now Aaron Rodgers has to go back and try to answer. I said it yesterday. The Packers, to me, they have confirmed to me collectively that they can win it all that they can beat the Chiefs, that they can beat the Bills. I think they can do that. Over the last month, I have really been convinced that it's not just a one-trick pony and it's not just the offense that's going to carry them. I think this team as a whole can win it all. And with that being said, if the Packers come up short again this year for one reason or another... I don't want to say it, but I will. It's going to be a failed season. You know, you got to the NFC championship last year and you had your flaws. You had no run defense. You had the reputation of being a, a team that wins ugly. And that was the whole, that was the whole take I heard last year. Well, who cares? Who cares? they they, they're winning ugly. They're getting wins. End of story. Shut up. Well, Winning ugly is nice for a while, but when it matters against a team that was clearly better than you in the San Francisco 49ers, a team that schooled you in the regular season and then schooled you again in the NFC Championship game, yeah, you were a 13-3 and team, but you weren't good enough. And I look at this year's Packers team with so many returning guys in year two of a new system on the offense. And the fact I've seen bigger strides, they are better than what they were last year. They are better than what they were certainly two years ago under McCarthy. So there's always going to be fans. and I'm sure there's some of you listening right now that are just happy that the Packers are are really good. They get into the playoffs and we'll just see what happens. And if they if they come up short of another Super Bowl to you, it's not the end of the world. Fine. I'm not that kind of fan. I'm not. I don't know what the future holds for the Packers. I don't know if Jordan Love is going to be quarterback of the Packers for 15-plus years like Favre and Rodgers were. I don't know. Let's hope, but I don't know. My whole lifetime, I've been on this earth for 30 years, and all I've known is Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. And to have two Super Bowls and to only beat a three-total that doesn't sit well with me. That doesn't sit well with me. Yes, I'm spoiled. But I look at this team and it's like, they can get this done. Don't let me down. Don't do this. So yeah, if the Packers come up short again this year with an improved team, that that's that's not going to sit well with me and I'm going to be upset about it. I'm going to be mad about it, really. Because that's my fandom. That's who I am. Again, some of you are different. I'm not going to tell you how to be a fan, but it is Super Bowl or bust. When you have Aaron Rodgers playing at an MVP level, Aaron wasn't even close to playing at an MVP level last year. He's playing at an MVP level this year. It's like 2011. 2011, that should have been a Super Bowl title, or at least a a Super Bowl visit, and the Packers totally embarrassed themselves against the Giants. We can't have that. You get the first round bye, you get home field advantage, you earn it, I know Aaron wants it really bad, and you go to Tampa. Even if you don't have many fans at the Super Bowl, the opportunity is there, and get it done. Don't. Don't let me down. I know there's other people that feel the same way, and I know there's other people that say it's not the end of the world, but for me, it's Super Bowl or bust. It is. Coming up on the other side, we will talk with Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus. We'll get his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers in the MVP conversation. We'll see if he thinks it is a lock. Number 12, has it or not? Uh, so stay tuned for that. That's coming up on the other side. I'm Radio Joe Zanzola. We will have more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.
4: This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by Pine Mountain Ski Resort in Iron Mountain, Michigan. It's now open and it's time to get outdoors and enjoy the great sport of downhill skiing in a majestic setting in Michigan's amazing UP, the Upper Peninsula. Bundle your lift ticket with lodging for amazing discounts and stay packages and ski packages as well. Choose from the lodging in the hotel, a private condo, or the Alpine House. They're currently serving all food in to-go containers to be enjoyed on their Sitzmark deck. Now, there's burgers and brats and hot dogs and chicken tenders and pizzas and all that kind of good stuff available on the Sitzmark deck. Also, outdoor adult beverages as well. Enjoy some amazing experiences while practicing current COVID guidelines. For more information, please give them a call, 906-774-2747. That's 906-774. 2747 ask about their new year's eve festivities it's coming up quick including the torchlight parade it's a one tank trip you can get there right here right now they're going to bring a torchlight parade down the hill live music fireworks all that kind of good stuff on new year's eve for all the information go to pinemountainresort.com that is pinemountainresort.com
0: wisconsin wide the bill michaels sports talk network
4: This segment of the Bo Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. What's for dinner? Quick Trip's got you covered. Take-home meals prepared fresh in their kitchen, ready to heat and eat in yours. Choose from the options like fettuccine alfredo with chicken and so much more. That's our friends at Quick Trip.
3: One little side note. That's Bill. I'm ready to go Joe filling in for Bill today. You know, there are Quick Trips everywhere in this state, and that's All I go, that's where I get my gas. That's where I put air in my tire. Unless I, unless it's hidden somewhere that I don't know. I was up in Door County this past weekend. There is not a quick trip in Sturgeon Bay. How can that be? They're everywhere. Unless it's like hidden in like downtown Sturgeon Bay. I don't know. Maybe someone from quick trip is listening, but you got to get one in in Sturgeon Bay. I just, I I don't want to come all the way down to Green Bay. Okay, ran over. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, you can check out all of his fine work at Pro Football Focus. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. He is Steve Pelizzolo. What's going on, Steve?
2: Uh, Not much. Just enjoying a great football season, wrapping it up this week and getting ready for some playoffs.
3: Yeah, that is for sure, and it's been a pretty wild ride this year in the NFL, but let's start with the man who just continues to light up light it up every single week and that's Aaron Rodgers uh do you think Steve that Aaron is a lock for the MVP
2: yeah I think he should be he is at this point I mean I think it was pretty close with him and Mahomes and you know they're both trending in a different direction and I think if you you know even leading into the last couple weeks Mahomes had had a couple bad games and I think um, they just didn't really show up on the stat sheet Rodgers has that one really bad game against the box it did show up on the stat sheet it was horrible but yeah outside of that he's just been outstanding and uh the best we've seen from Rogers since 2014 2011 those other mvp caliber seasons so yeah i think i think it's Rogers award at this point
3: you know, the one thing that we always talk about when it comes to quarterbacks and the receivers that they're throwing to, we always talk about does, you know, does a quarterback make a receiver better, or does a receiver make a quarterback better? All I know is the the chemistry between Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams is just unbelievable. Real and 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 just when you think you've seen it all from this duo, they continue to surprise you with some other ridiculous play. I mean, I I I don't know what it is, but how do you look at Devonte just by himself as a receiver? And would you consider him the best wideout right now in the National Football League?
2: I think he is. I think he's number one right now. And you know, it's it, receivers tough because of all the things that you're saying. You know, I, I think for years it was Julio Jones. Um, and he's the, you know, he's been like the consistent. Yeah. I think he's just a step above. Uh, but I think with Devante, the most important thing receivers do I think is get open, right? It sounds simple, but you know, you've got spectacular catches and in tight coverage and all that stuff, but Devonte's route running allows him to get open at every level of the field. And then to your point, you've got that go ball in the fourth quarter where you know, he just gets on top of the corner, but Rogers also puts it in a perfect spot. Like that's the type of connection that makes them so special. It's accuracy and timing and also Devontae's ability to get open and and really win at every level of the field to create after the catch like he did on that first touchdown. So yeah, he's doing it all right now, and I think absolutely he's been the clear top receiver in the league.
3: Talking with Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus here on the Bill Michaels Show. Uh, Defensively for the Packers, you know, I've been talking about it the last couple of days while filling in for Bill, you know, this Packers defense has taken another step forward, and this is a defense that I feel like is good enough to supplement the offense to help win a Super Bowl. How do you think the Packers defense is grading out?
2: Yeah, so they're they're like middle of the pack or so for us. Uh, recent weeks definitely been a little bit better, uh, but I think the nature of the NFL is yeah, you don't need a, a special defense to win. I, I heard I heard Rogers say something maybe the Pat McAfee show or whatever, saying yeah he doesn't believe in the old adage that you have to run the ball in December and January to win. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I also agree with the fact that you don't uh, defense doesn't necessarily win championships. You have to move the ball offensively and through the air. And I think all you need is a reasonable defense or a defense that can play a game like the Packers played the other night against the Titans where you get a couple turnovers. Uh, you know, you're stout. You don't have to pitch a shutout or anything like that, but you just have to be solid in this, in, and let the offense do their work. So I think I think the Packers absolutely have that. Love the way Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage are playing on the back end, the safeties uh, with Jair. I mean, that's the biggest thing, too. It's, it's not a run game type of league. It's, it's pass the ball, stop the pass. And they at least have the pieces on the back end to slow down opposing passing attacks.
3: Yeah, you know, it's been really interesting this year. You know, typically in years past, we're always looking at there's always a few teams that are going to have just like elite defenses. And that is what helps them get to a Super Bowl. But this year in the NFL, is there really a true elite defense out there?
2: No, I, I think the closest thing is the Steelers and the Rams in their two teams. And again, it, it, you know, an elite defense isn't one that goes and gives up 10 points per game in today's NFL. It's one that just makes things a little bit difficult on the offense. It's an offensive driven game. All the rules are in the favor of the offense. I'm not calling holding this year, all these different things. The Steelers are really good because they can pressure the quarterback and they're reasonable on the back end. And I look at what the Rams are doing. You know, if, if the Packers run into the Rams at some point, I think it'll be an, a fascinating matchup because the Rams have done such a good job at discouraging the downfield passing attack. They've played some unique coverages, some unique fronts, and they're just doing some different things that have really slowed opposing passing attacks. And that, that's what makes maybe the Rams a little bit dangerous as long as their offense isn't as bad as it was last week against the Seahawks. So, uh, they're, they're an interesting team from a defensive standpoint, but I think that's it essentially Steelers and Rams and a whole bunch of teams that are just, you know, okay. Defensively.
3: Again, talking with Steve Palazzolo, a pro football focus. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. Um, you know, I've been asking around too about the Chicago bears. Cause I just don't know. I don't know what to make of them, especially offensively. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky, he's still making some mistakes, but he has played better. He has played better with the play action. Um, what is your read on the Bears here over the last few weeks here? They're they're on a three-game winning streak. It's certainly going to be a good matchup at Soldier Field on Sunday, but how do you look at the Bears?
2: Uh, They have literally run into the four worst defenses in the league, or at least four (laughs) of the worst defenses in the league, maybe the worst three when it comes to the Lions, Texans, and Jaguars. The Vikings are bottom five to seven as well. So I think it's tough to put stock into all the points that they've scored recently. I I would say, look, Trubisky is – Kind of is what he is at this point. They've done a pretty good job of using his athleticism, getting him out in space, you know, creating yards after the catch. I think his his stats are better. He's still, to your point, making really bad mistakes. He, he, only, he, he, got, he only got burnt by one of them on Sunday. He also fumbled in the pocket, had another dropped interception. So Trubisky has to play better um, against, a, a, again, a reasonable Packers defense. So that's going to be the challenge. But the Bears have some playmakers. You know, they still have Allen Robinson. They've got Speed in Darnell Mooney. The tight ends are doing some good things, and the defense is solid. So it's just a good, solid, they're 500 type of team, and that's where they ended up uh, at this point playing for a playoff spot. But, yeah, I think for them to really challenge the Packers, Trubisky's got to play better than he has in recent weeks, despite all the points that they've been scoring.
3: Uh, meanwhile in the AFC, it is really cool to see the changing of the guard in the AFC East. Like, you know, Buffalo, Buffalo has so earned this, and you know, they've always been in the backseat while New England has had all the glory all these years. But um th- this Buffalo team, I have been saying it all year. They are just so explosive. They've got a they've got a really solid defense. How do you look at Buffalo? And do you think they could easily overthrow the Chiefs?
2: uh nothing's easy when it comes to the Chiefs but I I think the entire AFC is loaded look at all the teams that have at least 10 wins that are battling for playoff spots and yeah the Bills what I've been impressed with from the Bills is middle of the season they started to win games in different ways you know they beat New England in the middle of the season in a windy game with with their rushing attack they beat uh the Jets in a low scoring game They, they did hang tough with the Chiefs and kind of let them run all over them which was a good way to have actually not give up that many points against the explosive chiefs offense so i like the i like the bill's process and then when you have the developments of josh allen and just how accurate he's been this year compared to previous years plus what he does outside the pocket and from a team building standpoint i think they have been the model for building around a young quarterback they got their offensive line from terrible to middle tier be average on the offensive line and then get some really good playmakers and they've absolutely done that with Stephon Diggs, cole beasley a couple of the other receivers that they've added the last couple of years so I love a lot of what the Bills have done, and I think they're really rounding into shape as one of the best all-around teams in the league.
3: One more with you, Steve. Uh, Tom Brady, He. it seems like he's starting to find his groove again, and it looks like now he's starting to find connections with Antonio Brown because there was a lot of questions there as to how that would work out. Um, how is Tom Brady grading out by you guys, and what can we expect in the playoffs from him?
2: Yeah, so Brady's really been excellent all season outside of maybe two or three games. You know, he's our number two graded quarterback, tied for second right now. And early in the season, it wasn't showing up statistically. He had like three drop passes in the end zone in one game and all these things that just were showing up in our grades but not in the stats. And then, of course, Brady had his worst games on primetime when everybody was watching against the Saints and against the Bears and against the Rams. But outside of you know those, those handful of games, he really has been good. He's been outstanding throwing the ball down the field. Him and Rodgers have the most pass, uh, the most yards on twenty-plus yard passes this year. It's really Brady and Rodgers from a grading standpoint, near the top of the league in a whole bunch of different categories. And you're starting to see, as you mentioned, Antonio Brown, but you also see a healthy Mike Evans and a healthy Chris Godwin. Those guys were banged up throughout much of the season, especially Evans. And now that those three guys are healthy, and then Gronk, I always say that Gronk has like a couple turbos in him per game. You know, a couple plays per game where he can you know turn back the clock and become that. Uh, you know, great tight end that he's been, it does make the Bucs really dangerous in the playoffs because of that passing attack and all the different weapons that they have.
3: Yeah, no question about it. He is Steve Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus. You can follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Steve. Steve, it should be a lot of fun coming up this week and, of course, into the playoffs. You have a uh, Happy New Year, and we'll talk again soon.
2: Thanks. Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you.
3: All right, there he is, Steve Palazzolo, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, they're hiring right now. 85-plus years they've been doing it. Call them at 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. We'll have a report from Mike Clemens, and uh, we'll start to look ahead to tonight's Bucks versus Heat matchup. That's coming up next here on The Bill Michael Show.
4: This portion of The Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Plenty of ways to keep warm this winter, right? Put on a sweater, wool socks, cover up with a blanket, Maybe a little hot toddy, whatever it happens to be. Or you could simply call on our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Yes, you can Pella now and pay later. Pella installs year-round, by the way. Every leaky window and door that you have and you replace, you can start saving on those energy bills right now in winter and in summer. And better still, with their latest Pella Now and Pay Later offer, you can get no money down, no payments, no interest for 12 months just by calling them up right now. Just go to PellaWI.com, get all the information you need. And uh, plus, they're going to save an extra 500 bucks on your qualifying offer right now as well. That's putting some jingle back in your pocket. Buy right now. You're good to go. It goes all the way through December 31st. Set up your free consultation right now at PellaWI.com or stop into the Experience Centers in Green Bay, in Brookfield, just west of Milwaukee, and out in Madison. Again, go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. <laughs> Now, a green and gold update.
0: Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin, Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens.
3: The Packers preparing for their trip to Soldier Field against the Bears kickoff 325 Sunday afternoon. Chicago
0: playing for a wild card spot. The Packers for home field advantage. Green Bay's left tackle, David
2: Bakhtiari. I look at it as this is essentially the wild card game for us. So we either don't come out to play this week, lethargic, don't take it seriously, and we lose next week's bye, or we take this like the wild card game, we come out ready to play, and then we get our next week off. So I'm assuming all of us in our facility are definitely going to go with Eat the piss out of the bears and then the following week we can be able to practice skill up watch the games figure out who's going to come out to lambeau field
3: now the packers have not had a week off since early october sunday's game in chicago will be their 12th
0: in a row so they'd really like to get a bye before starting the postseason and if they have to beat the saints or maybe the bucks to reach the super bowl they want to do it in green bay aaron Rodgers.
2: it's tough to play in the cold you know it's tough to play in lambeau i think we proved that Thought the defense played outstanding Offensively, we had great balance. You know, We ran the hell out of the ball. Um, guys were great up front, uh, really good in the protection, and then Devontae did what Devontae's been doing.
3: That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Yeah, some great comments there from David Bakhtiari. You're going to hear more of what David Bakhtiari had to say on our flagship station, 1250 AM. The fan coming up here after the top of the hour beating the piss out of the bears i like to hear that see again this packers team is pretty hungry the veterans are very hungry starting with the guy who's more than likely going to win the mvp and that's aaron Rodgers. so that is really really good to hear so you will hear more of david bakhtiari coming up quick update duke's mayo bowl i know you all just care about the mayo bowl Uh, The Badgers have it tied 14-14, 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. So you got that going for you. But, I mean, no one really cares if the Badgers win a bunch of mayo. I mean, I don't really care. I just want to see development from some of the younger players. So there's that. Uh, The Bucks and Heat will go back at it tonight down in South Beach on the back-to-back. You're going to see a lot of these back-to-backs this year. Um, Again, they're trying to avoid less travel and whatnot. um, Or they're trying to have less travel. So the Bucs have two games in Miami. Don't expect the Bucks to win by 47 points again tonight. I think it'll be much closer, and I think the Heat will certainly try to come back with a vengeance. It should be a fun game. Hopefully, you guys are able to watch it. ay ay, Again, anything you missed on today's show can be found at BillMichelsports.com. That is BillMichelsports.com or on the free Radio.com app. He's Evan Heffelfinger, other side of the glass. I'm Radio Joe, filling in for Bill today. You're listening to The Bill Michaels Show.
0: You're listening to The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.